Welcome to the From Scratch Body. I'm Liv Austin, singer, songwriter, actor, voiceover artist, and passionate amateur cook. I believe in making the best of every situation, and since being diagnosed with endometriosis, I have been on a journey to find out what food makes me feel great. By cooking from scratch, I've not only started feeling much better, but also fallen in love with cooking completely. Join me for my weekly food topic and recipe here on my podcast, and check out my website for the transcripts and more. Now let's get on to today's topic and recipe. Welcome to the From Scratch Body. I'm Liv Austin, and this week we are talking about finding out what food does to you. The best way to learn to know what your body reacts well to and what makes you feel less than great is the process of elimination. However, the accumulative effect can make things hard to keep track of and that's why this is easier said than done. So let's try and unpack what I've learned about getting to know my body and hopefully it can help you too. Having to give up food is very disappointing, especially if you are like me, a foodie. And since you are listening to this, I'm guessing that is the case. When I started reacting to certain types of food, I was super confused. I was not the kind of person who has intolerances or allergies. Now I've learned that who doesn't? And to potentially have to cut things from my diet was an idea I met with more than a little bit of resistance. Now I'm grateful because having to keep track of what I was eating was really what led me to cook so much from scratch. And well, here we are. But if you're just starting to discover that there might be something in your diet that is not helping you feel your best, then I empathize. It is a really tough thing to accept. Whether you feel pain, lack of energy, anxiety, bloating, insomnia, whatever it might be, it really is worth looking at your diet and how you can make adjustments. Sometimes we don't even realize how great we could be feeling if we ate better and more varied food. The first thing to do is to be really honest with yourself. You have to be honest on two levels. How are you really feeling? Meaning, where is the discomfort? When do you feel it? How are your energy levels? What is your general mood like? And secondly, be really honest about what you eat. Do you think you eat varied? But if you were to keep a food journal, it would actually look pretty similar from day to day. Once you've done this, you might already be getting your first clues. Do a bit of research, in inverted commas, of other people's research. The internet is a fantastic source of a vast amount of people who are absolutely obsessed with food and nutrition. There is so much research done. And yes, there are absolutely contradictory results out there. The main two reasons for this are likely... One, there are conflicting interests that create conscious and unconscious bias. And two, food and its effect on us can be quite tricky to research because of so many factors that interfere with the one thing researchers are looking at. Regardless, some facts do exist like nutritional value. Now on the topic of nutritional value, research the different categories. Protein, carbohydrates, fiber, vitamins, iron, magnesium, potassium, calcium. See if you're giving your body a varied nutritional plate. Is your diet missing one of these categories almost entirely? That might be the reason why you're not feeling your best. Now that you've looked at what you might not be getting enough of, look at what you might be getting too much of. 
And this is super individual for everyone. You might be reacting badly to something that on paper is not unhealthy or bad for you. But nevertheless, if it doesn't help your body, it's time to cut down on it. Here is where the process of elimination comes in. Keep a food journal if you are really struggling. I did this and it did open my eyes. And see if you can connect the dots. When does the pain or discomfort flare up? If you're really in the dark, start simplifying your meals as much as you possibly can so that you can pinpoint the source of your discomfort more easily. And don't forget that this can be something you're getting in your condiments, your spices or your drink as well, not just the main ingredients of a meal. Now, what can be difficult is a delayed effect or a bad combination of things. Let me use an example from my experience. I would drink an instant coffee, freeze-dried and preserved at home and feel pain in my abdomen. Then, if in the afternoon I had a coffee from a cafe made from freshly ground beans... I'd sometimes feel pain again. I'd try drinking coffee without milk or with various types of milk alternatives, thinking dairy might be the problem, but it was almost worse without. So I started thinking I couldn't have caffeine. Now, with a bit more experimentation and research, I've realised that the instant coffee was the problem, but that the caffeine later in the day seemed to wake the pain back up. I realised this when I only started drinking proper coffee with no preservatives, whereas decaf preserved instant made me feel horrible. Quality coffee on its own never makes me feel any pain. Now listen, I know this seems a bit quasi-experimental, anecdotal, and yes, it is, but nevertheless, it is what I've found is the case for my body through trying and failing and experimenting. And to this day, no doctor or nutritionist has been able to map out better than me what I can eat and drink without feeling pain. And that is not to knock doctors or nutritionists at all, but simply because no one else can physically feel what my body is going through. Only I can do that. And the same goes for you. If you are really struggling to pinpoint where your issues are coming from, some intermittent fasting might be worth trying, and I'm not talking long periods here. And just to be clear, I'm not really an advocate for intermittent fasting, and I hardly ever do it myself. But long enough, you know, maybe skip breakfast and lunch one day and have an early dinner to be sure that your latest meal is definitely the cause of how your body feels next. Now, please do not do intermittent fasting if you are underweight, if you've struggled with eating disorders in the past or if you're pregnant or breastfeeding or have serious health issues and really do research that if that's something that you're looking into doing. If you know that you have an illness, a chronic condition, an intolerance or anything similar, then do read up about other people with the same condition and what works for them. It might not always apply to you, but it can be an eye-opener and make you think about something in your diet that you hadn't considered might be making you feel bad. And then experiment. Cut it from your diet. Have less. Have more. Keep journaling. It's not fun, but it will help you so much. And feeling great in your body is truly underrated. I promise you, there is so much great food out there you will be able to eat, even if you have to cut some things out. And this is where your creative cooking journey can start taking shape. I would love to hear what your experience is with all of this. Are you currently on a journey to find what makes you feel your best? Are you confused by it all or maybe a bit down after learning about a food you can't eat? Share your thoughts on my Instagram and tag me at the From Scratch Body and use the hashtag the From Scratch Body so I don't miss it.
Okay, let's get on to this week's recipe, which is homemade tortillas. And they can be used for so much more. Let's go. So I should really call these homemade tortillas homemade tortillas slash flatbread slash naan slash crispy pizza base, but that's not super catchy. You just need a few ingredients and boom, you have your own tortillas for those delicious cauliflower tacos that I made last week. Or you can use them to make flatbread, put whatever you want on them and have a gorgeous lunch, make naan, or they make for a lovely thin and crispy pizza base. Man, I love bread. Okay, let's do it. During lockdown, I bought a 16 kilo bag of flour and I wasn't one of those doomsday people, honestly. It was the only flour I could get my hands on. You know how it was. But you know what? It actually came in handy and now I might just continue to buy huge bags of it because it's always good to have and you obviously save a lot of money. And diving into that big brown bag of flour just makes me feel like a real baker. Now, my friend told me he got French flour during lockdown and it's changed his bread game forever, apparently. So I've just got some French flour now and I'm very excited to try it. Have you used it? Do let me know. Well, I couldn't get a hold of tortillas either, but I had my big old bag of flour. So I started making my own and now I'm never going back. These can take a bit of time to get just right. Make sure you roll them out really thin for tortillas. If you're making flatbread, naan or a pizza base, you don't have to make them as thin. This is so easy. Here are your homemade tortilla ingredients. This serves two with quite a bit left over, but you, you want a bit left over because you can do so much with it. I'll tell you later. What you need is three cups of all-purpose or plain flour. Now I'm talking cups today. It's just such an easy way of measuring, but if you don't have cups, you can just Google, you know, cups to grams or cups to milliliters, depending on what it is that you're measuring. So Google is your friend. Three cups of all-purpose or plain flour or French flour maybe, I'll let you know how that works out. One teaspoon of salt, one teaspoon of baking powder, a third of a cup of olive oil, so quite a bit of oil here, or any other neutrally flavoured oil, and one cup of warm water. This is what you do. You combine the flour, the salt and the baking powder in a bowl and you mix it well. Then you make a little dip in the centre of the dry ingredients and you add the oil and water bit by bit. You stir well until the dough begins to come together and form a ball. Then you turn it onto a lightly floured work surface and you knead for a couple of minutes. This is not bread you're making, so just a couple of minutes until it's nice and smooth. You cut it into 16 equal pieces. You turn each piece to coat with flour. Now form every piece into a ball and then flatten it gently with the palm of your hand. You cover the flattened balls of dough with a clean kitchen towel and then you let them rest for 15 minutes before you do anything else. If you are making anything with these tortillas, which is likely that you are, then this is a good time to get started on that. After the rest period, you heat a large pan over medium heat. Roll each dough piece thinly into a rough circle, about six, seven inches in diameter. 
Keep the work surface and rolling pin lightly floured all the time. Don't stack the uncooked tortillas on top of each other. They will stick together if you do that. You can start cooking your first one and then roll out the next one while it cooks. So, you know, keep a good rhythm here, but keep a close eye on the one that's cooking because this happens pretty quickly. When your large non-stick pan is hot, you don't need any oil for this. Place the thinly rolled out dough into it and cook for about 45 seconds to a minute or until the bottom surface has a few pale brown spots and the uncooked surface on top is bubbly. If it's browning too fast, you need to reduce the heat a bit. And if it's taking longer than a minute to see some of that bubbling happening, then you need to increase the heat. You will learn this as you go along. You have 16 to try with if you like, so you can get some practice the first time you do this. Now you flip to the other side and you cook for a little bit shorter, about 15-20 seconds. The tortillas should be nice and soft but have a few brown spots on the surface. Remove from the pan with your tongs and stack in a covered container to keep them soft. You want to serve them warm or allow to cool for later use. That's fine too. You can reheat them in the microwave. And that's kind of all there is to it. But I just want to talk to you quickly about what you can do with the dough that's not just tortillas. So I said 16 pieces of dough. Obviously, 16 tortillas for two people is a bit much. Even for me, you might want, you know, three each for dinner, depending on what you have in them. But I am the leftover queen. So let's say you have 10 balls of dough left. Here are some of the options that you can use. You can store the uncooked dough in an airtight container or a zippered bag at room temperature for 24 hours or you can refrigerate them for up to a week. If you want to freeze them, you roll the pieces out. You don't have to do them super thin for this. You can do that later and separate them with baking paper and place in a bag in the freezer. You can roll out the remaining balls of dough, not as thinly as you did the tortillas, and you can cook them in the same way and it will be like a flat bread or a nice little soft bread. And it's so nice. You can keep it at room temperature for the next couple of days. It's lovely to break up and just have as a snack with some hummus. You can put two and two of the pieces together and roll out for slightly thicker bread and then cook in the same way in the pan. And now you've got plain naan or you can just mix in some spices, a bit of garlic, some almonds. And suddenly you have your favorite type of naan or you have a nice flatbread for a lovely lunch and you can top it with whatever you want. You can also put two and two balls together and roll out for a slightly thicker bread again, just like with the flatbread. You cook it gently, gently, gently in the pan or in the oven and then you put whatever toppings you want on there and you make a pizza. You can do so much with this dough so you can come back to it at any time. It will always be there waiting for you at thefromscratchbody.com under homemade tortillas and you know now all the secrets and you can tell me if you have any other ideas. I'd love to see the results and how you got on, what you made with this dough, if you made tortillas, flatbread, naan, pizza base or anything else. So share it on Instagram and tag the From Scratch Body and use the hashtag the From Scratch Body so I don't miss it. That's it for this week. Remember, cook from scratch and your body will thank you. I'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. Remember that you can always check out the recipe on my website, thefromscratchbody.com, if you want to have it in front of you when you're cooking. But be brave and make it your own too. 
Also, check out my Instagram at The From Scratch Body and my YouTube channel, The From Scratch Body, for lots of food inspiration that you can totally recreate yourself. Remember, cook from scratch and your body will thank you. See you next week.